everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Star Guided Entrepreneur. I am so excited. Today, we're going to be talking about what I'm learning from interviewing over 30 people here real time on pivoting, on responding to the new needs that people have during coronavirus and successfully selling new products and programs that are generating revenue for these entrepreneurs today. So I'll start with the first of the three strategies I have for you on how to pivot during coronavirus. And that is start with the exercise of noticing and thinking about how people's behaviors, how people's circumstances, and how people's situations have changed. And start hypothesizing and literally writing down your hypothesis for what your customers are experiencing right now. So I'll give you an example. When we first heard that the pandemic was announced, I and my partner, we were up in the mountains of New Zealand, we were off the grid, we had a tiny bit of reception on the second mountain pass that we crossed. And that's when we learned what had happened. And on the way down, we didn't have reception, we didn't see anybody for the next couple of days. And we spent the next couple of days brainstorming, what will that mean? If people are stuck at home for a prolonged period of time, what does that mean for business? What does that mean for their behavior? What will they be experiencing and what will they need? And that's where the hypothesis emerged around people are not only going to feel disconnected, but some people, especially more solitary people who live by themselves, singles, um, are going to experience an even higher degree of loneliness and disconnection. And we also hypothesize that the type of connection they'll be missing will not only include the ones with their friends and loved ones, but will also include connections, casual, low commitment, low cost connections that you would have by going in a gym or going into a cafe or being in a public place. You know, when you just interact with somebody for a couple of minutes and you say, hey, you know, how's it going? Or you compliment them on their dress or you just smile and you have this very casual interaction that does not have an agenda, does not have a predetermined, pre-scheduled time. And that was our hypothesis. And we literally started thinking about, okay, let's put ourselves in the shoes of people like that. What will they be missing and what we, can we provide as a service or solution to test to solve that need? And that's how the idea for Cafe Social came up. And again, we are validating it right now. We're in closed beta. We haven't launched the app yet. But talking about a case in point, the engineer, my engineering partner, who's building out the technology behind the app right now, told me that one of the things that he finds frustrating with dating sites that he's using is that a lot of times to communicate with somebody, not even on video chat, which is what we're doing in Cafe Social, but on any chat requires these like icebreaker questions that 
seem very heavy handed. And they place an expectation on each person, especially in a dating context. You want to, you know, you want to show up, you want to impress, you want to perform. So there's this weight of expectations about performing and showing up and almost it being like an interview. And so he really misses, he said he is really looking forward to having a way to connect with people and obviously not just potential dating partners, but just anybody and have that be completely agenda free and for a short period of time. And then who knows if there's a connection, maybe there's an opportunity to follow up with a deeper connection or a deeper conversation. So that's an example of really you guys putting on the detective hat, putting on the hat of if you are an anthropology scientist, putting on your hat and saying, okay, let's imagine what behaviors are going to show up when we put a bunch of billions of humans in their homes and change their daily routine and their daily life. So along the same lines, what I'm seeing is working for entrepreneurs who are pivoting quickly and seeing quick results is they really went deep in understanding what their customers' needs were in much the same way. And so they hypothesized and then they talk to their clients. And a lot of them actually talked in person. There's a lot more that you can glean from having a conversation with somebody than from sending a very impersonal, although effective survey to your audience. Both are useful, but I caution you at this time, well, at any time really, to not rely just on surveys and just on data, but to go in and talk to live human beings yourself. There's much deeper pool of information that you can access and you glean from even a few interviews. And, you know, in my program for crafting and validating offers, I do teach all the intricacies around that. So a couple of examples that I am seeing from the entrepreneurs who are successful are they're crafting real-time offers that speak to the pain points around the lockdown and the pandemic. So that brings me to the second strategy that you can employ to pivot quickly, and that is map out your offer to the specific needs that you've uncovered in your interview process, in your validation of the customer needs process. So I'll give you an example. One of the speakers on the Pivot Summit used to sell these subscription boxes to owners of boutique retail stores that used to carry apparel and jewelry and a lot of kind of physical clothing items. And she used to send them these boxes that they could use as samples and they would keep. And when the pandemic hit, obviously all her clients had to close their stores. So instead of panicking and saying, okay, how can I find somebody to keep sending my box to or my subscription box to? She said, let me find out how to help them, how to help them bring cash in the door. 
And after speaking to a number of them, she basically said, okay, I'm going to teach them. I'm going to have a program, an offer where I teach them how to sell socially from Facebook lives. So she created this completely new program, this completely new offer that is generating income, not just for her, but also for the owners of these stores that are now selling their inventory through Facebook lives. Two of my group coaching clients are in the parenting space and something that they're actively exploring right now. They're in different areas. One works with parents with older children and another one focuses on babies, newborns. And so what they're doing is they're exploring, for example, obviously a lot of parents are now stuck at home with their kids and have to work while their kids are running around. And you have those two worlds of work and parenting or children being at home collide, and you just have to work with it. So this parenting coach is exploring an offer to help parents, and she's been doing this for many years now, kind of as a single parent with several kids at home. So she's exploring an offer of how to position something that will directly address this very acute need of how do I effectively work while having my kids in the same space and maybe not having another parent or maybe not having a nanny or somebody else to keep them occupied. So that's an example of quickly mapping solutions to needs that have been dramatically changed. And think of this almost as an earthquake that struck everybody. And now we are kind of looking at what has shifted and some things have dramatically and suddenly changed. And so we need to evaluate, we need to assess, and then quickly kind of provide that quick solution or that quick way that we can map our skills and our expertise to where it's needed most. Think of it as triage or frontline. You know, we have nurses and doctors doing frontline defense right now. We as service-based entrepreneurs are doing frontline defense by putting out the most needed services out there and offering them. Again, not from the perspective of like, oh, I I get to feel bad because I'm going to make money during a time where a lot of people are financially struggling. No, you're going out there and you're providing, you're providing an essential service. Think of your service. This is a great way to think of your service right now. Think of (laughs) if you had to categorize your products and offers and services, which one would you categorize as essential? And if you don't have an essential service or offer, make one. And how do you make one? by identifying the essential needs of your customers at this time. So those are the first two ways of effectively, the first two keys of effectively pivoting at this time. Start with the basics, understanding how the reality for your customers has changed and talking to them, engaging with them to deeply understand what their needs are right now and stack ranking the severity of those needs. Then the second one is mapping your offer creating an essential offer if you don't have one or mapping your essential offer to the current most pressing needs of your customers. And the third way, the third way is actually not directly related to your offer, but it is a long-term strategy that is incredibly important to deploy right now. And that is partnerships. 
and long-term relationships, not just with your clients, but also with potential other members of um, your tribe, your business partners, potential business partners, and members of the ecosystem that you inhabit. So in my case, I help people with crafting their offers, validating their customers and validating their offers at the end of the day, especially ones who are entering a new product or service who are branching out from an existing product that they sell to maybe the same audience or most often actually going after a new audience or a tangential audience or people who have never had a product or service who have skills and expertise that they'd like to package and sell. So these are the people that I work with. And so for you, for your business, it's important to think about, obviously not just your clients, but who can you partner with right now? And I'm actually talking about the whole spectrum from potential speakers on your podcast or on your summit. If you're doing online summits, it's a great time to do them. I'm finding a lot of amazing speakers. My summit right now, which is free and is ongoing, you guys can go and sign up to listen to the interviews, is called The Pivot Summit, www.thepivotsummit.com. And originally I thought maybe I have 14 or 15 speakers because I started late. I kind of put it together in a record time, I think less than two weeks. And I'm ending up with more than 25 speakers and the list keeps growing. And so it's an incredible time. There are a lot of people who used to be very busy with fulfilling the programs and holding events that are suddenly available and are eager to expand their online audiences. And so if you have a media platform like a podcast or are able to create one quickly like an online summit, now is a great time to do that. In reverse as well, if you yourself want to go and pitch podcasters or summit hosts, it's a great time because People right now are hungry for relevant content. Those hosts are going to be interested in expanding their audience with your audience. So it's an amazing time to collaborate and create win-win solutions for everybody. And then there's another piece that I'd like to make sure that you guys really hear. And that is beyond just kind of media partnerships. Think about where you want to be in a year or two years or three years with respect to your business and think of who, who can you add to your team? Who can you add as a partner on your team right now? And I can tell you why that's an important question to ask right now. That's because, as I mentioned, there's been an earthquake-like shift in the landscape of a lot of businesses, a lot of online-based coaching and service businesses. A lot of these businesses, a lot of the bigger ones, I mean, you guys probably know who I'm talking about, you know, the likes of Jeff Walker and Ben Pagan and Kelly Roach and Shanda Sumter and a lot of these kind of bigger companies. Now, some of them are leaner in terms of number of people and some of them don't have as many events or not as dependent on live events. But a lot of the businesses, a lot of the businesses that I'm seeing in this space and also think about what that could be in your space were event dependent and because they had to 
pivot that affected their teams and a lot of those big big ships if you want to call them it takes them a lot more effort takes them a longer time to turn the ship around unless they get rid of a lot of people to get leaner and to get more flexible and more nimble so if they're choosing to keep their teams, they're moving slower. So that's an opportunity for you to kind of go out with offers and serve some of their customers if they're not managing to serve them quickly enough with relevant content. Or what I'm also seeing is happening, and I've personally benefited from this scenario, is I'm seeing a lot of these bigger ships throwing people overboard letting people go, essentially letting key team members go because they want to downsize, they want to cut costs, and they want to be nimble and fast to move and to change. And so think of yourself, if you have a canoe, if you're a smaller company, if you're a solopreneur, maybe you are like a canoe and maybe your mindset up until now has been, well, I'm building this business by myself and I first have to prove this thing or I have to get to this milestone and maybe that's been your mindset and you have a little boat. My invitation to you is think of how you can make yourself attractive and how can you go and row the boat and look for people in the water who has been recently let go, who is somebody who's talented, who complements your strengths and your services. Who would make an amazing addition to your team, either to directly hire them or to partner with them? And I've done, I've actually done the latter. I have been incredibly fortunate to have partnered in this new iteration of my coaching program, which is essentially an incubator for new service-based programs and offers, a validation incubator. I've partnered with somebody who headed the whole sales department in one of those big ships in my industry, in my business, in my kind of neck of the woods. And this person is phenomenal. He's got a very deep expertise as a salesperson and also as a sales coach and also as a coach. So I've worked with him I've interacted with him, I've developed trust and rapport with him, and I've been incredibly fortunate to now, as a result of this very sudden change, to join forces with him and partner. And I'm so excited because the people who are in my coaching program, in our coaching program, in this incubator, they're going to benefit so much, so much. And that's because... You know, I am an expert. I have proven and have generated millions of dollars in validating customers, validating customers' needs, desires, pain points, and then mapping programs and products and solutions to those points so that they're really, really attractive. And I've also been able to sell offers like that. But as we get into the higher price points of some of those coaching packages and offers, my expertise is not as deep as somebody like the person who I just partnered with. And I can't wait to introduce him to you guys in a future episode of the podcast. And it just made so much sense because where my expertise dips or trails off, 
that's where kind of on the continuum of services, that's where his expertise is really deep and picks up. And so if you find somebody, honestly, if you look around right now and just keep your eyes peeled for people that have been, that have left some of their cushy positions, some of those big jobs, or have been let go, I invite you to think of ways like if I had a partner, a business partner, what would I, who would I need? Like imagine what needs and expertise they would bring and start looking for those individuals because I can tell you there's a lot of talented people that have just found themselves with a lot of time on their hands and not a whole solid plan about how to go forward. And this is your opportunity if you identify them quickly to enroll them in an idea of a collaboration into something that, yes, you will do a revenue share, but think of it. If you can elevate your program or your offer with the skill set and the contribution of this person or these individuals, think of how much more revenue you can bring in because the value that you just provided increased by so much more. So you'll be able to sell at higher prices and you'll be able to enroll more people that way. And that's a development that personally, you guys, I think I have seen as like one of the biggest blessings of this environment that we're operating in. I'm seeing that as a major accelerator to my own business and to the growth trajectory of my own company. So again, to recap, I invite you to do the same. Look at number one, what behaviors have changed in your customers and form a hypothesis and go interview and ask them. Number two, map out your offer to the new needs that you've identified and validated. So make a few offers, a few sales, even if it's just a deposit-based sale. And finally, really spend time in building out partnerships and looking at what people are now for the first time in a long time and, you know, uniquely (laughs) at this time available to partner with you and grow your business together. So I'm so excited to share more of what I'm learning as I am talking to an average of five to six people a day. And I encourage you to go and sign up for the Pivot Summit, which is a free interview series, again, because of the number of speakers. It's going to go through most of May. So just go to www.thepivotsummit.com and sign up there and join our Pivot community on Facebook. I'll talk to you guys next time.